Did you uh, did you remember to wash the windows? Wash the windows? Yeah. What is this, the Ritz-Carlton? People got to be able to see into the store, dude. Dude, yesterday a guy dragged his entire asshole across all six front windows. That's why I, I ain't asked. getting out there. It's disgusting. No, it's the third week of the month. You're on windows, dude. You know how like uh like all those old movies have like a it's like a vignette around the corners? That's literally how all of our windows look. It's just grime and dust and shit. Because you haven't been doing your fucking job. I'm not clean you clean them if you want to clean them. You're low man on the totem pole, dude. I'm sorry. The totem pole? <laughs> yeah. You know? Shit rolls no, downhill. Know. I've worked here longer than you. It's not true. I was born in this store, dude. It's not my fault that you're Jerry's son. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, hi. See, Dan, we didn't even see this guy coming because the windows are all fucked up. Yeah, you gotta clean them, dude. Yeah, it looks like you guys... I'm not cleaning them. Looks like you guys got tagged out there. Oh, that's... <laughs> Asshole. It's mostly asshole juice. All right. You all right, mm. bud? Yeah. I think I'm coming down with something. I thought... There's some water. Uh, we sell water. You sell water? Yeah. It's a sad world we live in, right? Capitalism, dude. Capitalism. <laughs> anyway, I'm... $14. I'm not feeling too great, and I thought maybe I was going to stay home over the weekend and watch some movies. Uh, Could you... Yes. Actually, just give me one second with my associate here. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. All right, cool. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm the assistant manager. Uh, Dan, get over here. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What do you think's going on with that guy? He's just that guy that's not feeling good. Maybe. Dan, stop. Shh. Uh, <coughs> okay. I've seen this. I've seen this before. It's, just, it's called a cold, dude. Yeah. No, dude. This this guy is a tranced squid. What? Are you following me? You watch. You watch that new release. I'm you know what we got to do? Here's what we got to. We got to. I'm gonna plug this guy right in the head. No, dude. I'm gonna dude. shoot him right in the skull. He's just a guy. That do you is... know how many? Do you guys hey, have any no. um uh, Zack oh, Snyder? <laughs> what? Oh yeah, dude. Uh, we got Army of the Dead. It's uh, okay. all the way in the back to to the left. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. You can't, you, Dan, can't, you can't do that. Dan, you know how many problems we've made go away in this store? Not. This is just one more, dude. This is my second week as assistant manager. You can't do that. Well, you can't do this to a guy while I'm. No, listen, not on my, listen, not on my watch. We're going to have to sidebar that for later because you can't just name yourself assistant manager like that and expect it to stick. You've been going but, with it for two weeks. Anyway, okay. Either. I'm going to shoot this guy in the head, or we're going to give him a movie and get him the hell out of here, because I don't like his vibe. What movie are you talking about? Shit. Oh, sh- <laughs> God damn, he came out of nowhere. It's quick. He must not be that sick. You told me to go to the back of the store, but that's where the Zs are. Uh, A's yes. are over here, actually, right? Yes, Zach. So arms. Oh, yeah, you guys. Zach. Oh, Zach. You two by first. I'm so- okay, yeah. let, me go, let me go check that then. Where did he grow up? I don't know. Midwest, probably. 
All right. So we can, I'm going to tell him that we're going to give him the Snyder cut of Justice League on 14 VHS tapes. It's a long one. But I'm really, I'm really just going to slip him a different movie. All right. All right. Here he's coming back. Did you find it, sir? Yeah, I did. You have a shit ton of them back there. Yeah, it's, uh, so. yeah. that's basically the back wall is just Army of the Dead. Yeah, you'd think if you're trying to move volume, you want them in a more prominent <coughs> spot. All right, guy. <clears throat> Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Just let him, let him have right. it. Let him have you guys it. like uh, hand sanitizer or anything? I don't want to no. spread whatever I got to you guys. Dude, just smear it on the front window on your way out already. Oh, okay. He'll clean it later. All right. All right. Uh, uh, anyway, here's that Snyder movie you were wanting. Okay. It's uh, Trancers from 1984, directed by Charles Band. This week on Five Day Rentals. I thought you were going to shoot him. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. Uh, This round's category is high-octane, pulse-pounding thrill ride. Yeah. You got it! This is Bone Selection. Uh, Previously, we watched Nemesis. And then last week, we watched Drive, uh, caveat, 1997. And this week, we're watching Trancers from Charles Band. Uh, My name's Kron. I'm going to be the host on this one. I am joined, as always, by my uh, weak-minded squid co-host, Bones and Dan. Say hey. Hey, I'm the only one who showed up with wet hair. You guys... I did it. I just it. put my hat on. Kron did it to his you, mustache. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why my mustache is wet, dude. <laughs> Your mustache is wet because you've been looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, actually, I mean, just a, a peek behind the curtain for the listeners right before we hit record. He has uh, Bones. You you did tell us that you broke your toilet. Was that from dunking your head inside of it so mm-hmm. you wouldn't have dry hair? It's like, shit, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, so last week, or actually two weeks ago, Dan informed us about uh, seed sack sliding. It's very know, popular. At, 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 you know, farmer's markets and pumpkin patch and, you know, shit like that, like fall festivals. So yeah, I, at the farmer's market. <laughs> Never seen it there. Uh, so anyway, I've just been practicing all of those sorts of games. So I've been uh, bobbing for apples in my toilet, mm-hmm. and wouldn't you know it, my buff ass shoulders just cracked the toilet seat. Damn, getting ready Guys, for October, gonna, man. If you're gonna put a, a bidet on your toilet because uh, the world is going to shit and we can't get toilet paper, make sure you put the proper spacing on your toilet seat. So. 
there's no mechanical just, disadvantage when you sit your ass down on it. I'm not that fat, I promise. Just shit in the yard and drag your ass across the grass, dude. Is this shit where you eat? I'll drag my ass across a storefront. I won't drag my ass across... The grass that I planted and work hard for. Mm -hmm. That's what it's there for, dude. Are you got? Have you guys not been saving your corn cobs up? I got them in one of the seed sacks. I got. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I was using the corn cob wrong because I just get backed up. (laughs) Am I not supposed to be corking my shits? (laughs) Yeah, you're not supposed to be. uh, Yeah, that's. That's me with cashews, too. Yeah. You're not supposed to be uh, putting your thumb in the dike, so to speak. You're not supposed to sit on it and let the pressure build up like a, a sophomore physics class pumping air into a 7-Up bottle rocket? Mm-hmm. That's a mountain Trancers. Dew. I always uh, just lay with my ass in the air, and then uh, I've already got, like, baking soda around it and I just dump a cup of vinegar you're ready for whatever science fair comes your way mm-hmm. cleaning myself out dude mm-hmm. there you go. why are you here today at uh, Sunshine Elementary well, I heard there was a science fair science fair you need to leave sir science should be inclusive time to get another blue ribbon <laughs> You're coming in first today, Tommy. Uh, yeah, anyway, Transfers. Uh, this is a movie from 1984 directed by Charles Band. Uh, I think Bones, you had seen this one. Dan, first time watch? Um, I think I came home after work one time, and you, I, you, I think you guys had already moved on to like three or four. I think you watched like all five in one day, didn't you? We watched at least four in one day. Okay. I don't know if like, because I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure I just bootlegged those at the time. So maybe five wasn't available for some reason. I remember right. transfers being something that you were very like, I got to get this, this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were invested. And I'm. Yeah. Watching this one, I was uh, Im- immediately reminded that I did not recall a lot of it. So I'm wondering if maybe I came in and just saw like part of a ladder transfers. Yeah. I th- well, even when I watched this one, there was a bunch of stuff where I was like, hey, where's uh, this scene? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I kind of just blended <laughs> one and two <laughs> into one movie in my head over yeah. over the years. Yeah, I'd, I would consider this a first watch for me, yeah. Okay. Didn't, I, th- I think Danny made a poster. Was it only squids get tranced? Uh, so, I th- so I think essentially after we had watched Trancers 1 through 4 on every single Cinema Jihad poster after that point, uh, only squids get tranced was the tagline. Okay. So we have a history with transers. Mm-hmm. Cron and Danny mostly. Danny Duck and Cron. Yeah, uh, I guess a couple of us by choice, and a couple by. 
couldn't, couldn't be avoided in your own house. Stray bullets. Uh, but it's exactly what you would want out of a 77-minute sci-fi noir, am I right? Now, is this the shortest feature film in Five Day Reynolds history? I think or, so. Probably. Or do we disqualify it right up top and not even do this episode? Because it might not even be considered a feature film. Uh, I think I looked this up at one point for a a thing that we were doing before this podcast started, and I believe a feature film is 40 minutes or longer. Really? I think so. Like, what separates a short from a feature, I think, is the 40-minute mark. Shit, I can make a feature film tomorrow. Because we, yeah. we had a category at one point that was like short movies. Mm-hmm. Or movies under 90 minutes. Oh, that was probably I, a, a Bones category. I watched a movie that was like 48 minutes long. Yeah, because I think Chadwick came back and did over three hours. It was uh, one okay. of his. So, without it being like too insider of a thing, before we started uh, this, we started working at this video store. We had a group thing where we did like a monthly challenge where one person would pick, what was it, three categories? But like mm-hmm. unveil yeah. three categories and then the rest of us would watch something that fit that and then shoot over like a little review. So it might be something like Cron was saying, you know, a 90 minute action movie, uh, blah, 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 you know. It's a movie challenge. And, yeah. A movie you haven't seen. And then we'd change things up and say, all right, you've got an assign a movie for so-and-so and reverse it. So a lot of this podcast came from that, I feel like. Uh, and just so we're clear, Dan, according to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and the American Film Institute and British Film Institute, a feature film runs for more than 40 minutes. All right. I believe you. And and Dan, since you argued this, you've been banned for 10 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Later, guys. Yeah. You still the qualify. Podcast? You just can't go. No, you can. So here's the oh, thing. Fuck. You can win awards and you can do the podcast. You just can't physically come mm-hmm. to anything related. Well, I have two children. I don't want to physically come anywhere anymore. Yeah, you gotta stand outside the store and uh, around a burn barrel and hold your hands in front of it. That's sadly, that's half of our customer base. Has anyone ever done that with cheer? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's coming. Like when they're burning all the books in schools, they're gonna be like, "Yeah." I mean, there's got to be a part Fuck of it, this right? Gay shit. <laughs> you, you literally only see represented like, "Hey, it's." 26 degrees out but i mean there's got to be a night where it's 73 and perfect i mean dude, there's yeah. got to be a hillbilly ass dude out there that just is drinking and having a grand old time by that 55 gallon barrel drum that's just chucking shit into it burning mm-hmm. yeah just imagine it's it's 70 it's twilight 
you got a bottle of Jim Beam in your hand and <laughs> not a care in the world. I get. Yeah, I guess if you got a good drunk going, you're probably you're doing doing great. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Maybe the difference is like if you also have fingerless gloves, it's not good because that that means you're poor, homeless, and or cold, right? Yeah, if you got fingerless gloves and you have an Android phone, you're poor. All right. Because Obama probably gave you the phone anyway. Only squids have androids. <laughs> I don't listen. If I was going to live where it outside, all started, Cron. If I was going to live outside, I would get fingerless gloves just to kind of. I feel like it comes Fit with in. the territory, right? Yeah. I think I'd hop the trains. That's that's what I'd do. If you show up to the burn barrel with full mittens, they're gonna fucking laugh at you, dude. <laughs> Are they going to laugh at you or are they going to fucking fight over you? Like, look at the baller here with full fucking mittens. No. The- no. I th- I think it's going to be like, oh, look at new guy's fingertips get cold. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to get your they ass They respect beat dexterity. Because they're going to try to hand you the Mad Dog 2020 and it's going to slip right out and break on the floor because you're mittens. Then you're going to get your ass beat. Wow. Is that what the fingerless gloves yeah, Before, so they can to get a little bit more grip on the forty, on the Mad Healthy Dog twenty twenty. Grip yeah. a bottle, okay. Yeah, I guess I've never held a paper bag with a mitten. It's true. We can make it happen, though. We'll live stream it. All right. Well, this conversation about our inevitable fate is, I'm sure, thrilling for the listener. But are you guys ready to get into transfers? Sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we open up on the Full Moon Features logo. What a sight for sore eyes, huh? It's been a while. It's like seeing that thing's like uh, getting into a warm bath, huh? Bones is the bath guy. I mean, he's got to answer that question. I'm too big for the bath. You guys got any other off just off the dome? Any other uh, full moon features that you love? Uh, isn't uh, Castle Freak? Yep, Castle Freak is full moon. Yeah, Castle Freak. Uh, I think you have, I think Dollman Bones, which is Albert Payune, mm-hmm. <laughs> might be full moon. I uh, accidentally almost started that film the other day. I think you got Puppet Master. Yeah. Robot Jocks, wasn't it? Full Moon? Mm. Full Moon Features. Yeah, according to this oh, list. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. So we have had Full yeah. Moon on this podcast before. Oh, Castle right Freak is inevitable. Reanimator is inevitable. That's got to be their biggest one, right? Reanimator? Uh, yeah, Evil well, whoever bonk. put this list put uh, fucking Trancers number one. Yeah, so uh, Bones is looking at my list of <laughs> top full moon features. Hey, here's a movie from 2020 called Corona Zombies. Oh, how topical, dude. Ditsy damsels in distress, toilet paper famine, inept world leaders. It's a maniacal horror comedy. You know what? I'm going to bet some money. It ain't very funny. I bet it's not very scary either. Mm. So, 
I'm gonna. You need to stop giving Quran ideas. I already wrote it down. Ghoulies. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. All right. We see a cop car pull up to the mom's number three restaurant and gas station. Uh, mom's number two is way better than number three. Coffee's way better. Well, if you can afford got, it. Yeah, yeah, look who's got deep pockets. I mean, he's earned it, apparently. For coffee. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't have a refrigerator in my garage. Neither do I. I can afford coffee. I don't even I, have a garage. You you fuckers have garages. That talk about a sign of I actually being do well off. have a refrigerator in my garage and it's for oh, sale shit. for $150 if anybody wants to take it off of my hands, please. Hey, dude, I think every garage fridge is secretly for sale. <laughs> it's not like a necessity. Yeah. It's like a VHS copy of October Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it because uh, you had to. Because you're a baller, dude. That's how you live. Uh, we get a bit of VO here. Last January, I finally singed Martin Whistler. Since then, I've been hunting down the last of his murdering cult. He called them trancers, slaves to Whistler's psychotic or psychic power. Not really alive, but not dead enough. It's July now, and I'm tired. Real tired. Uh, I'll give that speech at each of your funerals, so don't worry, guys. Thanks, Kron. Good night, sweet prince. You deep fry your pods? What? My Tide mm-hmm. Pods? Is that, what the, is that what the fat guy says at the diner? You deep fry your pods? I don't know. That's what so, he asked the waitress. Before he comes, like, where is he's coming into mm-hmm. the, uh... Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I it was funny that they still deep-fried food in the future. Well, how would you want your pod prepared? Well, I would assume it'd be some sort of, you know, advanced microwave technology. It's going to be just a pill you took. Ron, I mean, Ronco hasn't taken over. Set it and forget it. Look at this uh, fancy guy having his uh, pod grilled for him. Uh, We see this guy. He goes into the building, lights up a smoke. He orders a coffee. The waitress says, you want the real stuff? That's going to cost you. Our guy goes over to the only other patron in this diner. He finally introduces himself as Jack Death. And asked to see this guy's papers. Good evening, citizen. I'm glad to see smoking comes back in the future. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, you're not going to light up at a diner? I mean, I'm honestly surprised it hasn't come back yet. Like, you can't make me wear a mask and I can smoke in here if I want. Uh, I think the cost of cigarettes is... Cause I mean, that the, to diminish, right? Cost of gas, you're not going to go to a diner anyway. Well, just also, Dan, I mean, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. go into a diner, uh, rip off your mask, and smoke a cigarette. I'm smoking. I can't wear my mask right now. Hmm. 
Uh, so this guy and Jack Death, they kind of get into a back and forth. Listen, I only smoked the cigarette while I walked to my table, okay? <laughs> then I put out the cigarette, okay? Now I'm drinking. I did what you wanted me to do. I'm drink. I smoked from the door to where I'm sitting, and now I'm sitting, and now I, I'm not smoking, right? I, I. It will be finished by the time I sit down. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. You gave me the chips and salsa. It was on the table. Yeah, you told me I couldn't smoke at the table. Need more chips, please. Get some queso. This guy, they're in a back and forth. Jack wants to check this guy to see if he's a trancer. Uh, He puts kind of a blue glowing bracelet onto his arm. After Uh, after putting a gun in his neck. Yeah. Because the guy says, you can't just test me. And then he starts going, I got your test right here, buddy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how you do it. Oh, I'm sorry. I... This is when I realized that I was unfamiliar with trancers and how you did it. If some guy at, at a diner is giving you lip, you just pull a gun on him, dude. Giving him lip after Wait a minute. he approached him? Guy was just trying to get some deep fried pods, man. I just got one question. What if pancake therapy's going on? All the more reason to get violent, dude. No, no. pancake therapy's a peaceful time no man you're all carved up yeah you're like call up your friend on the phone they're gonna listen to you die (laughs) what does he do in this does he stab him with a butter knife in the spine (laughs) that is he hits him with a coffee cup in the face a few times yeah smashes him then doesn't he grab him and slam him on the table yeah. yeah, well, he slams him on the table, and then doesn't he take a butter knife and, like, right that, yeah, into that's how the spinal cord? Yeah. yeah. What a fucking wild movie how that nobody's talking that? about. Yeah. Uh, run out to your local video store and demand unhinged listener. All right, anyways. Uh, so he's got this bracelet on this guy. It's, it's glowing blue. Uh... But this other guy yells out, look out. Suddenly, the waitress is swinging a meat cleaver at Jack Death. She hops over the counter, and these two start, they get into a little tussle here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy, he runs, he, he beelines it out of this diner. On his way, he kind of flips on this beacon that's out in the parking lot. Uh, back inside, the trancer and Jack are still fighting. She's able to throw a steak knife into his leg, but he's able to recover his zapper pistol. She bites and, him too. Yeah, she gives him a good bite. So, but so that doesn't turn you into a trancer. No, because I think the trancer thing is more like you know mind control. Okay. So, can I, yeah? Let's just ask this now. What what is a trancer? It's just somebody who's under his mind control. Yeah, so it, I mean, I think a trancer, it, in all purposes, is basically a zombie. Okay. <laughs> right, like they look like they're dead. Uh, they go around biting people, apparently. But they look like they're alive until you activate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but. 
but yeah, a trancer is just a person under the mental control of Whistler. Now, is there a scientific reason for his ability or is it like paranormal? They don't ever get little, into that. Little column A, little column B. <laughs> okay. I don't we we'd probably have to go deeper into the trancers. Okay franchise to answer this question you know there's a podcast out there this is it dan you're on it (laughs) no you know there's just one dedicated to transfers find it it's called talking tuggers and (laughs) it's gonna premiere tonight uh so this guy's flipped on the beacon uh Jack gets his pistol out. He shoots this lady. Her body vanishes into thin air. Jack leaves the restaurant. He approaches his car, but we hear, not so fast. Jack whips around. I'm not in the mood, McNulty. Yeah, well, I'm not in the mood for troopers that dodge their assignments. Art Lafleur. Mm-hmm. Jack says, duty's for squids. Someone's <laughs> got to mop up the strays. Scorch Mark is inside. Uh, McNulty responds, straight from the captain, Jack, either take your assignments or you take a hike. Jack kind of answers this question just by simply throwing his badge out of the window. Badass. He was a good cop until a transfer killed his wife. It would have been better if he would have thrown his fucking lunch out of the window like a real detective. Oh, man. That is such a good point, Dan. <laughs> if you ever see someone uh, whip all of their food out of the window. But that's only on the way to a call. Can we do this, though? Can we Can we do that? Like, have the stashes and the glasses and shit. And I'll have your guys just, like... We'll just throw it out the window. All right, let's go. In this scenario, you're just bringing me my food yeah i'll go get the food it's fine like a sonic waitress yeah like on what? skates no. and shit i'm a so, detective too i'm not a, i'm wait. not the sexy oh, delivery okay. girl there can't be three detectives there yeah it's a major this case the sabotage video that's right yeah, yeah but there's there's a driver's seat and a passenger seat you can't have a third detective there's in a the whole back, back seat Th- that they never, did it in that the, doesn't work that's for the perp dummy they did yeah. it with lethal weapon the cage is back there. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. No, detectives don't have cages. Well, Look at okay. dude from Amsterdam. You, you, you couldn't even fit another person in his car. Well, that's European. Yeah, they have to be Euro coops. They have to be nicer to their... And they have to meet emissions. Detainees. Requirements. Yeah, I mean, the, the store clerk's going to yell at you for making sure you're not fucking with the dude's rights that's trying to rob him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way they're going to let you put anyone in a cage in in Europe. Unless you go to a hostel. Mm-hmm. That was an Eli Roth joke. I think, isn't that set in like a, I don't know, Taipei or something? 
Is that Taipei? a place? I thought Taipei was that little game with the tiles. <laughs> I thought it was a food. I think it's mahjong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we? <laughs> we cut over to the beach where we see the flooded remains of Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I only uh, wrote like four things down, and then I'm gonna. Is that one of them? That's one of them, and I'm just gonna let you talk. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm getting my four things out of the way, and I promise it's all you, buddy. So one of the things you wrote down was just a sign in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Disapprove. I cool. watched it. <laughs> it's not my movie. I didn't have to do the beats. I can just sure. Uh, Jack's swimming around, foraging for anything valuable. He finds an old street sign for Sunset Boulevard. It looks like he's cleaning that off. McNulty yeah, approaches. Yeah, he's uh, really getting those honeycombs off of there. What? Like, they're like mud dauber <laughs> nests. <laughs> like honeycombs to me. I mean, you don't know what the future's like. <laughs> I thought you were going to yell at me about honeycombs, and I was like, "Cron, don't do that." Look at this! <laughs> Look at this guy's not even scared of uh, underwater bees. <laughs> do they still sell honeycombs? Cereal? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why not. Hmm. Next time, I'm going to look for that next time. Okay. Don't Amazon me either, guys. I'm glad we could uh, come together tonight to help you with your shopping list. Give me some you, Taipei, you too. Real milk, not that soy crap. You want deep fried pods and some honeycomb. Hey, hey, babe, grab me some pods, some honeycomb, and some mahjong. Don't forget the airheads. It's date night. <laughs> Uh, McNulty approaches. He has a summons from the council. Uh, Jack starts to walk away. McNulty says, hey, you can't ignore a summons. It's the highest honor there is. Your movie Jack is just, just fucking immediately classy <laughs> if somebody says council, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. It shows that society has evolved. Mm-hmm. Not what what they're wearing, not fashion wise. It I, yeah, it just it it just injects intrigue into whatever story you're trying to tell. You know, this isn't just some regular sci-fi detective movie. Mm-mm. It's a world building, mm-hmm. all in seventy-seven minutes too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's not. There is not an ounce of fat on this movie. This episode is going to be 377 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm not helping. Sorry. Uh, Jack, he's he's just continuing to walk away. McNulty yells out, damn it, Jack, the council needs you. Jack just turns around and says, fuck him. Come on, guys, that's cool. Oh, he's a, he's, he takes no shit. That's the same thing I'm gonna say when we get our when we get our first live show, and that crowd is going wild out there. (laughs) 
And you guys say, come on, Kron. We gotta go out there. I'm gonna look both of you right in the eye and say, fuck them. No, you're not. And then Dan and I are gonna throw our hot dogs out the window. Oh, we're gonna throw them at the crowd. And come out a man short. We're like, y'all ever heard of ICP? We couldn't do the show. Corona's people's favorite. Mm. I haven't haven't seen that vote. I'm the lovable bad boy, dude. I mean. Mm -hmm. What am I? Uh, You're you're for like the dad audience. Yeah. Come on. You're like the repressed guy. Like this is your, that's what people connect to. I'm cooler than the dad guy. But you are the dad guy. Yeah, dads are cool now, though. No, yeah. they're not. Dads are shitty people. Dude, chicks are chicks are getting wet for dad bods these days. Yeah, man. But it that was I two want years your dad ago. Bod. Yeah, when COVID started, and <laughs> women were just they had no yeah, choice. But, and now that women have been locked inside their house with a man, yeah. And that man's developed an even softer midsection and even thinner because arms. all he did was drink during COVID because mm-hmm. it kept hey, it interesting. What else, what else are you going to do? Right. I really did drink a lot during COVID. Hey, I hope whenever you're listening to this, you got a drink in your hand. And a mahjong tile in the other. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, sneak to the bathroom at work for a little shot of snop, schnapps, you know? Hit those maybe, bathroom beers, baby. Yeah, maybe talk to the custodian and figure out how you can sneak in some bathroom beers. Mm-hmm. I did have a beer in the shower the other night, guys. I have a beer in the shower twice a week. Damn, that's pretty nice. Kron? I, uh, I huff spray paint in the shower. <laughs> I thought, you know... I guess you can clean off your nose immediately after. Probably a mm-hmm. good way to keep it... Yeah, no evidence. ...secret. I wonder what... Um, Bones writes on that whiteboard in his shower while he's having those shower beers. <laughs> Hold it together. <laughs> Just one more day. Yeah. That's a callback to a a joke that should have never happened. <laughs> so most of this show. <laughs> All right, where the fuck? Be- people are listening four trancers and they've gotten five minutes of it guys if you Mm -hmm. want to hear the whiteboard shower joke it's on the review show number two all right as jack heads back into the water mcnulty needing to play the only card he has left yells whistler is alive we cut over to jack uh he's got a suit back on he's going in to see the council uh (laughs) mcnulty gives him his badge This council lady introduces herself and her partner. Uh, Jack says, hey, I thought there were three of you. The third council member was murdered a few days ago by Martin Whistler. How does he not know this? Well, he just found out he's still alive. Yeah, but if the council's that important, wouldn't... Yeah, I think that's what Dan was asking was, how would Jack not know that a third of the council's been murdered? Seems like big news. Also, why wouldn't he be replaced? You feel like you'd... Bam. You know? 
If you only got three people on your council, you might want to have a reserve ready to go. I could see that more than people know. I, I feel like that's something, you know, the council probably controls the media. Oh, that's fair. Like they keep it secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll buy that. You got yourself out of that one. Uh, so this council lady, uh, she basically we got, says, uh, we got a, an aggressive cat in the store tonight. Yeah, man. It's freaking out. Uh, Jack says, so it's true. Whistler is alive. She says very much so. He intends to kill both of us. Uh, Jack death learns that Whistler is in LA, but guys, he's not in the sunken ruins. He's in LA 300 years ago. Oh shit. When you guys saw this, were you like, what? (laughs) Oh, whoa. What? Yeah, I mean, I was already pretty turned on from the council, and now you mm-hmm. bring time travel into it. Dune ain't got time travel. That's true. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. Sounds like this is a... Don't spoil book four. Sounds like Dune is an inferior sci-fi property. Do you want people to listen to us ever again? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, book one is a thousand pages versus a 77 minute movie, and this thing has time travel in it. Yeah, but it's to 1985. Like, <laughs> uh, sorry, Trancers didn't go into a 50 minute diatribe about the plants. So in 1984, these guys made a movie about going back in time to 1985. Mm-hmm. And they didn't sue Zumeckis. <laughs> Excuse me, Tim Thomerson did this last year, you fucks. That's a good point. They had to cut out the whole uh, Jack Death tries to bang his mother subplot. The bummer is that's, that'd be pretty big right now. This movie would get a lot of play. Dune was wrote in 1965. But Jack, I'm your mom. Yeah, but you're stuck in these couch cushions. <laughs> Isn't that what happened in that inter- Interstellar movie? Interstellar? Yeah, he got stuck in the couch cushions or something. I'm stuck in the washing machine, please. <laughs> Yeah, he had to tell her the fucking physics of the universe so she could come get him out of the washing machine. Don't let this Tide Pod disintegrate. All right, so we see a brief hologram message from Whistler. He informs the council. He's very polite. (laughs) He's like, greetings, council. Like, oh, this is a little Hannibal Lecter in him. Uh, he lets the council know that he has synthesized time. And he plans to hunt down the council council members' ancestors one by one. Uh, the council has traced Whistler to 1985. Jack's job is to go there, track down Weisling, who is Whistler's relative. Couldn't think uh, of a different name. All these names that they have are very similar. 
Well, he... I'm not even going to try. He was whistling, and now he's a whistler. Is that, yeah. That, okay. Wait. Okay, so the movie is saying, <laughs> I synthesize time, and I can go back and kill your ancestors, which would kill you, right? If I kill this one guy, your, the whole line of people die. So you just drop mm-hmm. dead, like, when you're buying Swiss cheese? I don't know if you drop think- dead, you just gone yeah you vanish yeah but this then says all of the other impact that you would have had is gone so killing i mean it's a sound of thunder right or butterfly effect if you were to kill one person in the past that would set off a whole chain of events yeah what if you had children gone yeah that's the point the whole lineage is gone it's like a real uh, powder scenario. Wait, what? You know the movie Powder? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. With the uh, albino kid with the lightning powers. Yeah, likes mm-hmm. likes to get freaky with deers. Yeah. That's it. It's phenomenon without the body hair. He comes and kills you if you fuck with time. Why else would he exist? I need to watch Powder again. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know. Are you mixing up movies? What Powder? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you. Yeah, he's just. A I te- remember. Pow- he's just. A he's te- like a. No, he's like a Highlander. <laughs> All right. Anybody got decapitated? Then? No, he's. He was. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's fucking with you or not, or if he's mixing it up with another movie. <laughs> Wasn't his mom like struck by lightning when she was pregnant, and then he's born all hairless and then has powers? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound magical at all. <laughs> like a guy who could uh, fuck with space and time. I don't he can fuck with space. He can't fake with uh, fuck with time. Well, they never got a sequel, dude. No, because he at the end he becomes pure energy. I did. Uh, Diablo Taco Bell spoiler alert there. Yes, on a forty-year-old movie <laughs> that I've he never runs out in the field. S- he's out in the rain, and there's a lightning storm. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum and uh, Mary Steenburgen are like yell you know, after him, you know, and he blows up. You don't think that represents some sort of time travel scenario? I mean, it's closer to Highlander than it is time travel, I guess. I think Powder got zapped back to 1985, dude. Okay. And then fucked his mom, so he's his own Mm -hmm. dad? That's where his power comes from? Yeah. Okay. Karn, I think you need to create a category where we got to watch Powder. Powder 2, the infinite time loop. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I think we just write Powder 2 Powder 2, Directed by Christopher Nolan. No, I think I think we get Rian Rian yeah. Johnson. Calm it down. You're not allowed to make those jokes. Okay. I can make that joke. You guys nope. can't. No, you don't. Everybody shut the door. The closet's closed, locked. We throw away the key. Yeah, lock the gate, dude. But you see my point about fucking with time, right? Like I understand he's trying to fuck up the lineage, so the council 
dies. Like this is a way to to murder the council. Mm-hmm. But if you murder fourteen people, or however many are in that lineage from three hundred years ago, it's going to have other repercussions. If he can beam himself in there, how come he just can't create something to kill the fucking dudes in the room? Like smoke or a poison? Because if you shoot your movie uh, in 1984 and then go back and set it in 1985, you don't have to build any other sets. (laughs) You only have to build. Uh, You just put some future shit on a diner on a Plymouth and then uh, shoot a council scene in the back of a fucking warehouse. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. All right. The council is preparing Jack for his journey. He kind of has a back and forth with the lady who's putting him under. They clearly have some kind of history. It's Aunt Rachel from uh, Family Matters. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whatever uh, happened to her? The- <laughs> hey. I made that joke last time, and everybody acted like they did not get it. What? When? On one of the last episodes, you said, whatever happened to, and I said, The milkman, the paper boy. Yeah, and but, I'm pretty sure that's full house rather than yeah, family. Yeah, that's not family matters. matters. That's full yeah. house. That's not family matters. Well, it's full houses. Our family matters. Yeah, okay, but I made that joke. And you looked at me like you had no clue what I was talking about. I re-listened to it, and I still probably didn't grasp. What was Family Matters theme song? Hold on. Because it starts, it comes over the... When your family matters, they (laughs) matter to you. (laughs) That's all that matters. All that matters is your family. Family matters. It's a rare condition. Uh, I'm trying to get to the hook. Everywhere you look. Everywhere mm-hmm. you go. There's, there's a, a place. There's a heart. Somebody, Somebody who needs, needs you. you. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where are we? They're trying to wow. push Urkel out. <laughs> Another Urkel in. Another. They're singing around the piano. Did I do that? It's classic, man. All right, Jack looks over. He sees Whistler. He's in the same room. Whistler's in some kind of cryo sleep. Uh, the council wants Jack to bring Whistler's consciousness back to 1985, so that he can stand trial. Jack says, if you think I'm bringing that scum up the line, you've got the wrong trooper. Uh, The councilman tells Jack... uh, What? (laughs) The councilman tells Jack that Whistler's mind is the only thing that's important. Uh, He says, you're our only hope. Jack says, if it's on my terms, then... And he basically just vaporizes Whistler's Singes body. Singes his ass right there. Yeah. yeah. Dan, were you worried the credits were about to start rolling right then? Uh, I didn't even make it this far in, guys. <laughs> that sounds about right. 
Uh, all right. So they start looking at Jack. Uh, they start handing him some supplies. They give him a 38 special with a hollowed out grip that contains two antidote vials. Uh, one for him, one for Whistler. He also gets a watch, which will give him the ability of the long second. This stretches out one second to ten seconds. Ten minutes. Guys, I got to admit, every time we record one of these, I feel like every second is a long second. Just your movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack jokes around and he says, hey, I could have used this on my last date. Let's give it a try. Oh! I mean, talk about busting yeah, hey. too early when you're just trying to get to 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Some fast women out there in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack gets all the details on the council family members that he needs to protect. Uh, the councilman is like, hey, here's my relative. Here's his address. Here's a photo of him. Here's his entire daily schedule. Uh, the council lady hands Jack a baseball card. She's like, I don't know. He's somewhere in L.A. I relate to her. I couldn't tell you shit about my own grandparents. Uh, they inject Jack and boom, he's back in 1985, guys. Jack wakes up. He's shaving, which seems like a dangerous time to punch into the into the past. Yep. Got a blade right next to your jugular. I love how he's patched in right after the sex. You think right? I felt like it was like the day, you know, the next morning. It looked like she was getting dressed. It looked like they had just... Well, she could have slept naked. Maybe got it on. I don't think they just got it on. No? You think it's like a next morning thing, right? Yeah, I um, think this is the next day. Yeah. Yeah, come on. What the fuck, Dan? <laughs> just trying to give this old man well, some cred. Well, Dan would have done it, you know, twice the night before and then once... <laughs> You know? Maybe three. I know I ain't got the energy to shave. Fucking post-coily. Yeah, I shave after sex every time. I haven't had sex in a while, guys. You got a beard down to your belly button, dude. <laughs> Shut up, Cron. Uh, We hear and see a lady. This is Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. She's getting ready for work. Uh, she yells out and says, uh, did you mean what you said last night? Jack kind of walks in. He says, yeah, uh, well, actually, what did I say? And she says, you said making love to me was like the ethereal union of two lost souls. Have you guys used that line yet? Nope. Crickets. It's not. Just wondering if it worked. I was going to try to shave this beard tonight. I can't tonight. drop poetry and try to maintain a smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, your lady I, is extremely, you know, turned off. You just broke the toilet seat, bro. <laughs> I'm going to level with you. I'm just trying to get to 10 seconds, dude. So, 
just trying to smile for 10 seconds. Yeah. I ain't trying to come up with some quippy line to say. Uh, all right. So Jack Death, he's getting himself ready. He throws on a shirt and a trench coat. Uh, Helen Hunt's character, she's kind of like, you're going to wear that? He's like, I like it. Duh, lady. It's a duster. Guys, all three films did feature dusters, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's another thing that all three films feature that we pointed out. Yes, they did. Last episode. Yep. They're all on Tubi? We'll, nope. we'll get we'll to get it. There. We'll get there. Uh, Jack looks over, and he's kind of like, hey, do you know where Cohunja Boulevard is? <laughs> Helen Hunt's character is like, Cahuenga? It's about 10 minutes from here. Uh, she says, come on, I'm going to be late for work. Do you guys feel like you know geography of L.A. just from movies? Like you've heard Cahuenga, you've heard, you know, Rodeo and all that shit. Like I kind of have an idea. There's that like ravine with the sloped walls that you can drive up on. The L.A. River? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a river. Yeah, it's more like a ravine. And there's a very specific bridge that goes over it that Johnny and crew may have thrown a high school girl off of. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe New York more than L.A. Oh, man. The Apple TV right now, I don't know if you guys have it with the screensaver. You can do like the drone flyovers and they have LA a lot on there and it looks like a fucking Michael Mann movie already. So I'll just sit there like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that building from collateral and I know that from blah, blah, blah or GTA five. Did you know that if you double tap on your controller to tell you where it is? Uh huh. Yeah. About three times a week, Sam goes, Ooh, where's that? And I have to, dig for the remote and do that and you can uh call in a drone strike wherever you double click (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right so jack death he off the mantle place he grabs a bottle of lotion starts squeezing it into his hands and rubbing it into his hair helen hunt's like what the hell are you doing he just looks over and says dry hairs for squids let's get out of here did anybody feel like maybe they wanted Treat Williams for this part? Man, what the fuck, Dan? Just asking. No, they wanted Tim Thomerson. I know you're biased. It was more of a Bones question. Treats his guy, man. Treats his guy. I mean, I think Tim's good for what he's given. I think Treat would have put a little bit more sauce on it, but that's all right. <laughs> hey, how about this? Maybe in a dead heat, they were like, I hope we can get Tim Thomerson. I mean, you guys know my answer. I wish Stanley Kubrick would have directed. I mean, that's all I got. You wish he had directed Trancers? Yeah, why not? Okay. I mean, you would watch that, right? I watched it without him directing, so... 
I guess so. Jack takes off. He's loving driving around in this old car. He's whipping this thing all over the parking lot. Thunderbird, baby. It's a Ford. Uh, Jack follows Helen Hunt into the mall where she's working as a, as like a, they got like a Santa display and she's taking pictures dressed up like a, I don't think she's Mrs. Claus, but some sort of non-elf helper. Uh, Let's see. She tells Jack that he's a weirdo. Uh, He can't even remember her name. Another lady looks over and says, Lena, get over here. Jack says, your name is Lena. (laughs) Perfect timing. Good one. Uh, she says, did I give you my phone number? No. Thank God. Uh, Zelina starts taking pictures of Santa. The Santa clocks Jack and he starts freaking out. Whatever kid he's got on his lap, he just chucks him onto the floor. Uh, Jack announces this guy's a trancer. This Santa, he comes at Jack. These two start to get into a scuffle. Santa is able to pin Jack to a wall with some antlers. A security guard shows up, but Santa is able to grab his gun. He's taking some shots at Jack. Jack gets free, pulls out his thirty-eight, and plugs Santa right in the gut. So you know that poor bastard's going to bleed out for like two hours. <laughs> what a jolly way to die. As Santa's dying, he says, Welcome to the 20th century, Jack Death. Jack grabs Alina and runs out of the mall. Uh, Detective Weisling shows up to investigate. We cut back over to Jack Death with Alina. Uh, If you're after this guy, why didn't he just turn you in, uh, turn you or I into one of those things? Jack says, Well, you're too tough. Trancing only works on squids, weak minds who are easy to control. Uh, Lena agrees that she's going to help Jack. She says, what's that address you needed? Uh, 14-something, where is that photo? We cut over to Weisling. He's got the photo. Cut back over to Jack. He's arrived at, I think it's Chris Leahy's tanning salon. I didn't quite get the name. Maybe uh, Bones with that perfect audio setup. <laughs> I didn't get Crystal his name. Crystal clear 4K. Yeah, well, you probably heard it, but you didn't write it down. <laughs> no, I was just watching it. And uh, the de- Weisling is a detective, and he got it off the body, right? And then does the body disintegrate or singe? And then, he, uh, and then he tells him to like push the cart away. Yes. I had a question on that. I was like, well, aren't people going to notice that the body just dissolved? But I thought it was I kind guess, of a joke, maybe. Okay. Well, then when you figure out that he's like tranced most of the LAPD, who gives a shit? The morgue's full of bodies. They're probably grateful one singed into nothing. 
less paperwork. Mm-hmm. Now let's go drive on that ravine. Well, you just uh, you just hope that they singe before you start the paperwork. Because if they singe after, that's probably just more paperwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a parking ticket. Once they've started it, they got to finish it. You're like fuck. Mm-hmm. This ruins my perfect record of phenomenal morgue paperwork. Uh, So we're over at the tanning salon. Jack tells this guy, hey, someone's trying to kill you. Chris says, all right, come on. We'll talk in my office. As these two start walking back, this guy just kicks Jack right in the face. Uh, We pan up and we can see that this guy is totally tranced out. And now this guy's not Tom Matthews or Michael Dudikoff, but you better believe I thought he was Tom Matthews for a second. <laughs> like, shit. Am I getting myself into another situation here? You're treading on thin ice, dude. You're going to have to issue another apology. Uh, you know what? It's it, I only got so many in me. You trance it on thin ice, man. Fucking... Michael Dudikoff is a squid. Jack wakes up in what looks like some sort of neon pod. I it, was very confused. It's the most Kubrick thing in the movie. <laughs> there have been a hell of a lot more of this in Stanley's version. Well, at first I was like, where is he? And then I thought, I guess that's what a tanning salon looked like in the 80s. No wonder people were so crazy about it. Look how cool the room is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack, let's see. He starts punching at the door, uh, but he gets a pretty decent burn in the process. Uh, Lena walks in. From the light being hot? Yeah, I think, I, I guess he just like cranked the room up to maximum and it's steadily heating up. Okay. That's the way I took this scene. Okay. I thought maybe the guy shot into the room at one point. Because then you see him laying with a gun before he singes. You mean you thought he like... I thought he was like shooting at him. You know, when Jack started to beat on the door with his body, that maybe the guy was trying to shoot at him. But I thought it was like a metal door, and he just burned himself on it. Okay. That's probably what it was. Uh, Lena comes in. She's here to help. She sees Chris on the ground. He shot himself. Uh, we see his body dissolve, and Lena's able to open up the door for Jack. He kind of spills out onto the floor. How's my tan? Jack and Alina run out of the back door, but they're being pursued by some cops. Whistler says, farewell, Jack Death. Uh, These cops, they start shooting their guns. Jack hits the long second on his watch right in time. He picks up Alina. He starts to run away. He kind of passes by Whistler and gives him a look. Um, Guys, we get some sick bullet time here. Way before the Wachowskis were on the scene. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you beat a full throttle as well. This might be the worst set piece um, in five-day rentals history. What? <laughs> Why? Uh, this is this is so bad. This is so fucking lame. The long second. The long second is cool, but the execution of this is. It's a good minute. Yeah. And I know that they try to explain it that he like that he's in slow motion. But he somehow manages to throw her over his shoulder, run by, run to the street, put her in a car, run around the car, stop, look at the watch. There's like three seconds left. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's... I don't know. And then she even calls him out like, why didn't you just fucking kill him right there? <laughs> well, he would have killed you too. But like, no, not really, because all of the bullets that they shot at her had already There's been only... shot beforehand and they didn't, none of them hit her. I only seen one bullet. Yeah. So you think this is the worst set piece in all the movies we've watched? Not when a uh, planet underground shows up to do a rap with Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Hey, that's a good scene. That's pretty funny, though. No, it's not. It's funny, and fucking Ackroyd's fucking organ solo is dope as hell, dude. Yeah, did you see his dick nose bouncing up and down when he's doing that organ solo? All right. All right. We can agree to disagree. You know what? Actually, you know what? Uh, There's some scene. I would say I would rather watch this over the bus scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I will say that. I'd rather watch this than the girl getting hit by the bus in Pinocchio's Revenge. I don't know. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good, dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a spoke and a wheel death. Oh, she doesn't die, though. No, it's just right back up. It's it's just such poor delivery. You know, like, you could have staged it differently. Because if you're saying, shit, he had to make a choice between her and getting whistler and that's the growth and like i'm all for that but to have to run past the guy and then say oh i would have i didn't have time they should have already what the fuck are you talking about they should have been right next to the car that way yes it would have been a or she you know they they left the the building she runs he comes out and then he realizes Whistler's there, and then they're in like a triangle, and he has to instead of going, you know, past Whistler, he's got to go across him to get to her, where it's a equilateral distance between Whistler and her from where he's at. I don't know. And if it's the first time you've seen the movie, you're like, what a bummer. Like, they build up this long second, and all it does is he uses it to get into a car. Yeah. I don't know. Escape death. All right, anyway. So these two, they they make it to the car. Uh, Also, good to point out, Lena is wearing a rebel flag jacket. Yeah, but she regrets that nowadays. I don't know. She'd just say it's costuming. Well, she's she's supposed to be like a punk, right? I think that was her own personal choice. 
Yeah. Don't worry, I'll provide my own wardrobe, mm-hmm. screamed Helen Hunt on the set <laughs> that of was, Transfers. This is the least racist thing she showed up with. <laughs> yeah. Heritage, not hate. Nope. Uh, so Jack's driving off. He's able to get a couple shots at the police car and hits their tire while he's like, he's driving and shooting behind him and hits his mark. Pretty good like shot. Jack Slater style. It's impressive. Uh, Lena asks, why didn't you just kill Whistler during the long second? Jack says, I only had a short window of time. If I killed Whistler, I couldn't have saved you. He's like, fuck, she got me. It's romantic as hell, guys. And it's totally plausible, given what we just saw. Mm-hmm. I think Five Day Reynolds outsmarted that movie again. Jack and Alina, they need a place to lay low. She knows a friend who's out of town for Christmas. Uh, Jack and Alina head into Chinatown. Jack's kind of tucked himself away. He's watching old noir movies. He lights a match with his goddamn teeth and fires up a cigarette. That looked pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was all right. I didn't see any of you guys doing this back in the day. They got lighters. I mean, yeah. it's 85. He should have had like a Zippo. Guys, when we were all smoking, we should have been using matches. That looks way cooler than... I mean, we could start back up. It's no, America. It's you need a specific too. type of match for that to, for you to do that, though. Just like a strike anywhere. I think the thumb is... It would have been fine. pretty cool. I think doing it on the scruff, on the 5 o'clock shadow, is pretty cool. I think doing it on your scrotum is pretty <laughs> badass. I mean, I couldn't. Mine's so fucking smooth. Bones shaves his balls every time he makes love. I just ride a seed sack down a slide a few times, and it just <laughs> burns the skin mm-hmm. right off. Oh, you got you got the seed sack. You, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You you sit on top of the seed sack, guys. You don't put it over your head. I cut Alan a hole in the seeds. I cut a hole in the seed sack, and then when I'm going down that hot metal slide, I mm-hmm. just get that top layer of skin off. Well, that or if whenever I go to the tanning salon, I uh, I just lay on my stomach <laughs> and I bat wing my balls out. Turn it up, baby. Turn it up. Uh, Lena's brought home some food. She's got some beef chow mein. Jack is amazed by beef. So that's for dinner. And Peter Gunn, right? That's the show he's watching. Like, this Peter Gunn is pretty good. What kind of a name is Peter Gunn? And she says, what kind of a name is Jack Death? Is that this scene? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's like like a... I should know. Peter North. (laughs) She's like, you're Peter North? Look at this guy blasting ropes. He didn't need a long second. He could have shot Whistler from across the yard. What was this guy eating, huh? Very clean-shaven man. 
All right, some music starts up. It's from the club downstairs. Lena wants to go down and check it out. So we cut down to some uh, punk band doing Jingle All the Way. You guys uh, instantly went on to Spotify and added this to your Christmas playlist, right? How'd you know I had a Christmas playlist? I know. Because you have kids. We'll celebrate Christmas. And I'm sure on November 28th, when you're listening to Deftones, your wife's like, can you put on Christmas music? Nah. Let me, let me put you guys in the in here. You don't tell children about Christmas until they go to grade school. So you get five years. Their teachers tell them about Christmas and ruin it for you. And then they resent you? Nah, you just... Only five. You're like, oh... I forgot to add it to the address. You've been bad literally since you were born. That's why we didn't tell you. So, there you go. little insider information. Uh, Jack... Jack says, this looks like a room full of trancers. Uh, these two Chronos start like, wait a minute. Yeah, I didn't have Christmas till I was six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still don't have it. You're Jehovah's <laughs> Witness, right? Yeah. I get a, uh, 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 I box of, I get a bag of gravel every Christmas, so. I just got a, a, a box of yearly hygiene supplies. Just get underwear. Deodorant, socks. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Please maintain yourself this year. <laughs> I said, season greeting, Father. And then I meandered back to my hole. Christ be with you. Uh, Jack and Alina start dancing. A punk comes up and hassles her. He says, how come you don't call me anymore? This guy calls Jack an old man. He, Jack's kind of got a, a listening device in, which this guy calls a hearing aid. And then he spits in Jack's face. Oh, what does he say Jack, to her? You still got some of my tapes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is anybody uh, Jack, buying that Helen Hunt was a punk? You're only saying that based on what you've seen since Trancers. I mean, no. I she you, had both like have a, a, you both have a valid point. Because I thought the same thing, Dan. But I, I, Kron, I, I see what you're saying. That that's based off of... 30 years of her playing single mom. Mm-hmm. She had the little bit of blue in her hair. Like, yeah, eh. but if, if she had ended up in obscurity and like this had been her only movie, you wouldn't think that. Mm. I still wouldn't have bought it. I don't buy that these punks which one has a fear shirt on would be singing a fucking Christmas song. You're doing it ironic, dude. Yeah. They're, they're punking it up, yeah. dude. I mean, I like, isn't Atlant- this funny? Atlantis ain't till like 98, bro. It's meta, dude. You're not, you're not getting it. I'm just not on that level. 
Uh, let's see. So Jack says, well, now I'm pissed. He knocks this guy out in one punch. Uh, some other punks approach. Jack knocks those guys out as well. And probably go ahead and take a pee break here. (laughs) All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the 5-Day Rentals Podcast. If you're just joining us, how did you get to this part of the episode? Did you just fast forward or (laughs) buffer through a little ways? Did you synthesize time? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense how you got here. Land of the unknown. Anyway, we're talking trancers. We're talking Jack Death. We're trying to save the council. We're trying to bang Lena. We're trying to do it all. What is the age difference here? Didn't want to get into that. 25 years. 30. 30, 40 years. Yeah. Plus 300. Yeah, <laughs> plus 300, because he traveled back in time. I guess the age of the body, though. You're talking like 30 years. It's weird. All right, so we're back up into the room. Uh... Lena gives Jack a toy robot for Christmas. It's a robot, These Jack. Two. Mm-hmm. They missed a golden opportunity for some cross-promotion. Mm-hmm. Is it the same year? Or no, Robot Jacks was 90s, wasn't it? What's Robot Jacks? It's like the hottest movie going right now. Never heard of Robot Jacks? Probably never heard of Playgord either. He gives her the hot dog later. <laughs> What's one of those robot jocks named? Uh, Achilles. Oh, yeah. I put all my money on Achilles in the big fight. Mm-hmm. What's the other guy's name? I don't know. Uh, like I just remember the hot dog. Jerry or something. <laughs> People are loving that robot jocks episode. quite the world that you guys are building here. I'm happy to be a part of it. We're happy to have you. Hey, guys. I don't tell you this very often, but I love you. Thanks, man. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry you feel that way. We're not going to do that here. (laughs) That's an off-pod conversation. (laughs) I'll share with the world that I just broke my toilet seat five minutes before (laughs) we record. It pinched my ass cheek a little bit. It was more my thigh. (laughs) I'll take a picture and show you guys where it's at. Like, it's not... If it was further back, I'd be like, oh, Dude. my God, I'm a fat ass. It's right in the... It's Please, w- I, if I have to see one more picture of your inner thigh, I'm gonna, that's it. 
Please do not send I'm me anymore. Tr- I'm ma- I'm, I am giving you guys a, a picture of just a pixel at a time of my body for purposes in case I'm ever murdered. Sure. You can identify. You never. What is the thigh is the only thing left. To say the other one was removed. I've got, I've got 14 pictures of it right here, officer, to use for <laughs> verification purposes. Here's a hard drive labeled thigh. Should be all you need. Mm-hmm. Now, what I did was I I gave these guys a trapper keeper, and I drew a little outline of a body, and then each USB drive that has photos of that specific thing, I laid down. So there's like eight USB sticks in there, like in a human stick figure form. So when you want the forearm, you pull the one where the forearms are. Does that make sense? It looks like a little Blair Witch, little... <laughs> Creepy human figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a game of operation, but in a trapper keeper. I was going to say we could just do we could do operation, and every time you inform us that you don't have a body part, we could just take it out. Mm-hmm. I yeah. There's not much left. <laughs> hey man, nothing. Nothing good, anyway. I mean, I'm 86.5% human, buddy. (laughs) What a category. Cyborg on this pod. What a category. This has been so much fun. All right, so as these two are making out, there's a loud knock at the door, and wouldn't you know it, it's a little girl. (laughs) Uh, She announces, it's me, McNulty. That does is pretty Uh, good. This kid is the Mm -hmm. only relative I could find. And then she looks over at Lena and says, hey, who's the skirt? Nice. So why does the kid constitute a relative, but the kid's parents don't constitute? Maybe she was home alone, man. Well, she says she had to sneak by the parents. Ah, that's true. Someone had to birth her. I mean, yeah. So why not maybe, take the body of an adult who can leave the house? Maybe what her about, dad just bought her some sweet basketball high tops so they didn't hear her. Go well, out the door. How about, how about this? She is adopted, so if you went into one of the parents, you'd have to get from, like, Illinois to L.A. before you could even get this going, you know? Yeah, okay, but you fix that by just saying, this is the only body I could find in L.A., or this is the closest relative, you know, and I had to hide, or I had to sneak out of my foster house or something, you know? Because that's all I was thinking, is like, why are you in the kid's body and not the dad's body? It's a funny bit, but come on, man. Do a little bit of work. He's probably just saying that. He's like, you know. I don't know. I'm done with this joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, McNulty's trying to get Jack back into uh, Los Angeles current year, basically. The male council member dissolved right in front of the female council member. and She's clearly freaking out. Uh, Jack goes back to what he was doing, which is uh, making out with Alina. 
but we see McNulty pop up and shoot Jack with an antidote. Jack wakes up in present day. He's informed that he's going to be replaced on the assignment. Um, let's see, but Chairman Ash, who's the woman, um, he tells her, like, hey, I'm super close to your baseball playing relative. I'm like a day away. Uh, he also tells her, Lena is my lead. That's why I'm hanging out with her. Uh, she's convinced by this and decides to put Jack back in. And... Uh, Right before he goes back, Jack's like, hey, you know that long second watch? That came in pretty handy. I could use one more of those. They're like, all right, we'll get it to you. Jack pops back into 1985. Uh, he, he wakes up laying next to Lena. So this guy's missed out again. Okay, question. Why can't he go earlier? What do you mean? Why doesn't he, with the knowledge he has, why doesn't he go back into his ancestor's body earlier before the one guy, he f killed the other dude? That is true. Like, what, a, what about their process sent him to that specific time in 1985? And then when he went back to 1985, why was it the same night that he was pulled out? Maybe it's like in a primer where you can like only go back to the origination point. Okay. Maybe it had to follow through time. Yeah, like time is still moving forward in 1985. So, so. he had to go there. Mm -hmm. My question was, if he does hump this chick... While he's in the future, does he just jizz in his pants? He's just like all jizzy the whole time? No, because when he's in the future, it's like his his relative takes back over the body. Yeah. So your so uncle is jizzy. <laughs> your great-great-great-great-grandfather. Yeah, your great-grandfather was in a black void of nothing. Just consciousness lost without Jesus. a body. Then was immediately put back into a body mid thrust is blows and then immediately goes away and then theoretically comes back i guess whenever what transfers seven comes around i don't i don't know what happens in mm -hmm. like where does his aunt if he's in his ancestor's uh, body where's his ancestor i can't wait till we watch time crimes and upstream color I'm trying to think. I think there's a movie that has that like parallel time thing, and it's fucking killing I'm, me. And it where it's I mean, like you can only go in at that point. If you if you pop in at that exact moment, though, I ain't asking questions. Where oh, if you what pop if it's in when dude. you're popped, yeah. I'm progressive as hell. I don't care. I mean, I'm gonna. Oh, well, hey, it's consensual. Better than being in a black void, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one black void to another. <laughs> you 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 snap in and you're just burying your dead son in his Pinocchio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, this must be for a purpose. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just like in the vision I had. Uh, all right, so Jack does pop back in. He kind of looks over and he's like, hope you enjoyed yourself, Phil. Dude's not getting uh, any action in this movie. Mm-mm. I mean, Jack's, Phil's the one who originally hooked up with Lena to begin with. He's yes, getting sloppy. Correct. He's getting sloppy seconds. Phil, well, he doesn't even get that though. He just gets. It's still Phil the whole time. That's sleeping with Lena. Lena says she likes him more than Phil. Yeah, but yeah, she literally only sleeps with Phil. Like, do you have to like? You just got to work with what this it's, dude's uh, gear is, right? You're like, oh, just look at this I, thing. I think it's the Tomorrow War. <laughs> then watch did, it. Did you? Okay, that's the one where the time is like parallel, where they can only go to like a certain point. So it's it it stays. Sorry, constantly to, moving. Yes, where it's not like you could come out and then go back. You know, you can't select a certain time. Yeah, I think I hear the director who said Trancers was a pretty big inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) That and Jesus or something? Well, yeah, me and Chris Pratt, we sat down. We had a stack of films. I brought Trancers. He brought Passion of the Christ. Um, Kind of mushed them together. How do we merge Trancers with Passion? Um, So obviously we knew it needed to be sexual. Obviously, we uh, stopped what we were doing after lunch, hiked up a mountain, and planted a cross on top of it. Mm-hmm. Which we invigorating. St- we were inspired by Nemesis for that. Um, yeah. Anyway, then we got on Instagram and insulted our wives. Well, he and did. Yeah, th- uh, and then he got divorced, which is fine. Is fine. It's fine. He's still, mm-hmm. he's still in the eyes, you know. He still won't introduce me to his father-in-law, but. Oh, we got a customer. Uh, (laughs) Jack sees on TV that Whistler is instituting uh, a program to clean up the homeless. So Jack basically picks up from this that Whistler knows where Ashby is and that Ashby is some sort of vagrant. Uh, Jack and Alina, they step outside and hotwire some bikes and take off for Skid Row. They find three guys uh, and trade some food for Highball Harry's location, who, that's who Ashby is. Is this, and this is right after they drop the lunchbox with the watch in it, right? They shoot that. Like they walk out of the thing and then they're in the alleyway and then... There's so. a box there. Oh, and she's yeah, like, "What's yeah. that?" And he's like, "Yeah, restock or whatever." Mm-hmm. Yeah, just be fucking sending this dude all sorts of shit. Yeah, you know, like here's a hey, what? here's your laser gun back. Yes, like, <laughs> use that. Mm-hmm. Here's a shit ton of antidotes, whatever fucking first aid technology again, or. At the beginning of the movie, before he goes back, and he's like, let me have my gun, let me have this. And they're like, no, you can't take future technology, dipshit. Like, that we run into a Terminator 
two issue. So but make sure you grab the sports book. <laughs> the Almanac? No, the sports book. Is that in three or two? That's two. It's two. Okay. Three is the old West, Dan. Why do they need an almanac there? Farmer's almanac. <laughs> oh shit. Burn. Bones cut my common out. <laughs> I can't look like an idiot in front of these people. An hour and forty two minutes into a seventy seven minute movie. <laughs> the ratio right. the ratio tracks. Jack and Alina, they head for the paper mill where Highball Harry's known to spend his time. Uh, Jack hears on the radio that the police are doing the same. So essentially we've got a race to locate this vagrant drunk. Jack uh, sneaks into the paper paper mill. So do some cops. Uh, Jack impersonates a bum. Throws these cops off the trail. It's fucking Christmas. But in a crazy twist, one of these cops is like, hey, that bum called us troopers. Troopers is a thing that Jack Death says. Busted. Uh, so they basically turn around, chase down Jack Death. Um, this cop's kind of got Jack at gunpoint. He's getting totally tranced out, but luckily Alina comes up and shoots him right in the back. So this is what, what is the advantage of having an army of these people? They just look scary at one yeah. It's point. just it's you're you're just having an army full of people going through fucking heroin withdrawals, like <laughs> yeah. But that's better than not having an army of people go. I don't know heroin withdrawal. <laughs> Uh, Jack says, don't sweat it. You just send your singed your first trancer. Ooh. We cut over to some drunk bums. They're playing baseball. Uh, they're all, you know, just sauced. <laughs> this guy pitching, he's throwing a bottle at the guy who's batting. It was low and outside, too. It's a shame he sw- swung at that. I mean, it doesn't matter if they, you know, if they swing at it. That's a strike. I, that's dude. true, I mean, but I'm just saying, it's just so he telegraphed yeah, it's, it's it. It was low and outside. Just all about having fun, okay? Uh, these bums were fucking taking it serious. They were yelling at this guy for st- stepping out of the batter's box. <laughs> yeah. You can't throw a strike from 15 feet away. Uh, Lena and Jack, they're looking around. Lena is just like, hey, let's stop here and make out for a little while. (laughs) Jack's like, I don't have time for this. Um, She reaches down for his watch, and she's like, we can make time. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Doesn't work like that. These are one-time use. Horny as hell. Plus, it only works for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd feel like a one-second kiss for Mm -hmm. her at, at most. Uh, <clears throat> so these two actually, they, they end up falling through the floor right into, you know, this baseball game. Jack Death informs Ashby that, uh, hey, there are some cops. They're, they're coming after you. They're going to try to kill you. 
the cops show up promptly on the floor above and just start shooting down at these people. Jack and Lena, they take off on some bikes. They say, let's split up. Uh, Jack heads. Jack says, let's head towards Chinatown. Lena says, but you don't know the way. He says, yeah, I do. I used to swim through there. It's hilarious, guys. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, Jack's going along. He kind of, he's got Ashby on the back of his bike. They kind of get cornered, but Jack, uh, takes his bike down some stairs. One of the few stunts in this movie, I think. <laughs> Lena goes through a window. I, I did not understand this. So Lena like cuts down an alleyway. There's a guy who is putting tinsel onto a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. She goes through a window that, like, it looks like he lives in one of those moving pods that's just in the middle of an alley. Mm-hmm. So she basically goes through a window. He's like, oh, Merry Christmas. And then he opens a door and she continues through the alley. Well, she asks, he like comes over to see if she's okay. And she's like, could you just open the door for me, please? And he's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want her in your house. Yeah, like, but get her but out. But does he live in a house? She's a punk rocker, man. You got to get them out. Yeah. I don't understand the, the, the geography of this scene either. I agree with you. All right, so back over at the apartment, Jack and Ashby, they head upstairs. Uh, I thought this was kind of funny. The punk who Jack knocked out earlier comes out, and he sees his bikes, and he's like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's around here where he's, he says something to Ashby about, like, you know, hey, what's going on? And Ashby says, oh, man, you got people shooting at you and shit? And... <laughs> It's like the most real delivery, like the most real dialogue in the movie. But I had to write that. I, that cracked me up. He was just like so like, yeah, whatever, man. You got people shooting at you and shit. What's going on? <laughs> and at this point, like they get Ashby and there's only like 12 minutes left in the movie. It is fucking mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> this is absolutely where like an hour would be of a regular movie, you know, of a 90 minute movie. Did you do that thing where you paused and it's like, I don't know how they're wrapping this up in eight minutes. Yes. But. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it might've been when I paused it to write down, you got people shooting at you and shit. Cause I also like you were talking about with the, the guy he punched walks up and see the bikes. He's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I was like, "What? How did? Where did this come from?" But yeah, you get you get a set piece, and then that's it. It's done. I'm thinking maybe somebody ran out of some money. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think two is a you know ninety minute. Okay. Venture. Is there a transfers one point five? I think there is something like a one point, like there is like an in-between. Okay. Is it like an extended? Maybe. Like, is it? Okay. 
Because I was looking that up. I was trying to figure out what that was, too, because I saw, I think it might be, like, on Letterboxd, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a listed, like, a 1.5. I think there was Jeez. something on YouTube that I saw, because it had more Helen Hunt. All right, so <clears throat> Jack and Ashby, they go upstairs. Lena's already up there. Uh Jack finds her and tells her that he had a wife in Angel City, but he lost her, and he doesn't want to lose Lena as well. He loves her. As these two kiss, Ashby interrupts. Hey, coach, you got any mustard out here? I do dig Uh, the drunk baseball player calling him coach. That is mm -hmm. a nice touch. Uh, Ashby's name is Biff Mannard. That's the actor's name, and he was drunk during this. Actually drunk. Biff Tanner? No, Biff Mannard. Mannard, not Maynard? No, Mannard. M-A-N-A-R-D. Menard. Save big money. (laughs) 11%. Uh, Ashby's out in the kitchen, and he's made a comically large sandwich. worth the effort. I'm not filling out that fucking postcard and sending that shit in. I can't fit this 12, 12 pound bag of potting soil in this little bag. Uh, Ashby's got this big sandwich going. It looks like he's made a, like hollowed out an entire loaf of bread for this mm-hmm. thing. Uh, he also takes out his fake tooth and hands it to Jack. Jack's like, what the hell is this? He goes, it's the only thing I got left from when I played pro ball. That was his real real tooth. Uh, Jack freaks out. He kind of drops it. This guy's bringing a lot to this movie then. Shit. Looks at Hal and he says, hey, hey, buddy, how about a nice hot shower? Let him finish the sandwich first. Yeah. <laughs> Ashby's like, no, I don't think so. I know my rights. <laughs> you know how these homos are. Always going on about their rights when mm-hmm. you're hassling them. Uh, Jack tells this guy, listen, you're going to dry out. You're going to get a job. You're going to get married. And one day your relative's going to be one of the most important people in the world. Jack calls up Whistler and he says, Hey man, I'm tired of running. You can have Angel City. You can have everything down the line. All I want is this girl. I'll hand over Ashby. As soon as he hangs up, Lena's like, Jack, don't do this. Uh, Lena's disgusted that Jack would even think about it. But Jack looks at her and he goes, Don't worry. I'm going to play this just right. Whistler shows up alone. (laughs) He just shows up. He's got, I guess all, he blew. he's got all kinds of trancers around town. Call I guess. Man. Whatever. I just wouldn't show up. If one of you guys called me to get a burger, I wouldn't show up alone. Well, that's because you know Dan's probably planning on doing something. Mm-hmm. Me, I'd be offended. <laughs> 
planning on drinking a beer and eating a burger. That was it. Who's who's more trustworthy than I am? Steve. A no. trancer. A trancer is more. What? Okay. I have another question about trancers that we didn't get to. <laughs> so killing a trancer by any means possible singes them? I think if like you it. kill them, they disintegrate. Okay. Man, I have so many questions. I might have to read the, week, the wiki on the rest of the Trancers movies and see if it answers anything. You should just read the book series. <laughs> Is there one? Uh, all right, so Whistler shows up. I don't, I, Dan. I think you moved, but I don't. I don't think I. We heard what you said. Said, so is there a book series? Yeah, probably. Oh, maybe. <laughs> By Jack maybe. Death. <laughs> Trancers, an autobiography. By Jack <laughs> Death. Whistler shows up. He captures Lena. Uh, Jack's down below. Whistler starts taking some shots at him. But wouldn't you know it, that was Ashby, the real Jack. He runs up. Basically says, you know, you've wasted all your ammo. And Alina's too strong to be tranced. <laughs> You're out of options, Whistler. Except Lena can count better than he can. <laughs> he can, yeah. Uh, Whistler... Throws Alina right off the roof. Jack, seeing that the only thing he can do is he hits the long second for the second time in this movie. Just in that second, baby. And guys, he takes off down a zip line. Fuck yeah. Three for three, buddy. You guys wanted a zip line movie. I delivered. Thank you, Cron. Mm hmm. Okay. So gravity works at the same speed? <laughs> Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But you see my point, right? Like, I. The way, the way you I, do it, this is in your notes, you write, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and it makes well, you feel better. I don't know if the gravitational pull of Earth would be dependent on time, though. Now, you falling through the air would be, but... Yes, so you going down the zip line. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I don't know if gravity itself would change in any way. Danny so Duck, if, get on that. Well, so the gravitational force, I believe it is... 9.8 meters per second. I think that's something I remember. Shit, nerd alert. So that would stay. Like, is it relative to his extended second? Mm -hmm. Where it, it was here, yeah. Yeah, but that seems dumb, right? That doesn't seem. <laughs> we didn't make these decisions. I mean, we're just here to question those decisions like i get running right because you're generating that force you're you're moving against that but relying on a zip line which is whatever he gets to the fucking bottom i'm sorry 
I think gravity would be the same because he's moving faster, right? I don't like it's one second we, to you, I, but it's, this, it's well, you need ten seconds. To Neil, him. Neil deGrasse Tyson tweet on this to explain it. It doesn't seem like it would it would work to me. Like he's he is processing. I'm, maybe it creates a field around him. Maybe that's the explanation. Well, are you saying though that if I hit a long second and I jump into the air, I would fly like like I could land on top of the Sears Tower? No. So okay, you and I are are looking at each other. You have a long second watch. I don't. From my perception, if you hit the long long. Or no, from your perception, you hit the long second and jump. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel like you were in the air for 10 seconds. No, I'm going to look at you and just see you jump up and come down. No, I think I could continue to jump up and down for 10 seconds at a normal rate. You, okay, But that's the question. If you generated the force to jump up, that I could see, but gravity, you're relying on gravity to fill in those voids to pull you down faster so you can make that those continuous jumps. Stay the hell away from me. <laughs> like you could you could move your hand back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you did it ten times in that long second, my perception would, it would just be a blur. Yeah. Right. But I think, I think gravity knows like a cron triggered a long second. I got you, buddy. We got to keep up with mm-hmm. them. Keeps mm-hmm. working against me. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. Okay. Keep me where the light is. All right. So, uh, Let's see. Jack hits the long second. He takes off down the zip line. He gets to the bottom and catches Lena. Saves a day, baby. All of this is intercut with Ashby chugging an entire bottle of booze. Fuck yeah. Like this guy. I like that guy and his actions. So I guess he chugged an entire bottle of booze in one second. This is what prompted the gravity thought. Because I was like, <laughs> how is that? The liquid wouldn't be coming out fast enough for him to... To chug it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) How did you blow everybody's mind with fucking trancers? (laughs) We're we're going into a wormhole here. Up above, Whistler starts taking aim. Uh, but Ashby chucks his empty bottle and hits him Jesus square Christ, in the head. Jesus Christ, the fucking climax of this movie is a drunk throwing empty liquor bottles at a fucking future space necromancer. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Whistler goes over the edge of the roof. <laughs> He's hanging on, uh, but Ashby's got a reserve bottle and chucks that at him, too. Hits him right in the hand. True drunk, man. Always have a backup. Uh, let's see. Jack pulls his gun. 
He throws open the container, but he finds out that one of the vials is broken. Uh, Jack uses the one good vial that he has left on Whistler. Damn, broken. Jack looks over and asks Ashby if he can help Weisling, who's now, you know, back to his normal self. Jack and Alina are walking together. She says, hey, you can't go home now. He says, that's okay, I kind of like it here. These two kiss, they walk away. Uh, But out in the shadows, we see McNulty, that little girl from earlier, she steps out. And that's it, we roll the credits right there. Right, so she could, or he could have brought back another gun and shot Jack Death with the antidote thing that he shot earlier. Mm. So he's not stuck there. I guess you're going to have to watch part two to see where it goes, Bones. There's a sequel. So where's Phil? Phil. Phil is lost in the infinite (laughs) void. (laughs) He only apparently pops back in to bang women. Rest in peace, Phil. All right, guys, that was Trancers from 1984, directed by Charles Band. Uh, Dan, hit me with those goofs and bloops. You got any uh, further details? Upon further research, gentlemen, this film is also known as Future Cop. Not in my heart. It was released uh, April... To be determined. Released uh, April 19th, 1985, or May 22nd, 1985... (laughs) Couldn't they couldn't decide, I guess. Uh four hundred like it's uh lost in its own time loop, huh? <laughs> it had an out of town premiere. Four hundred K for the box office. Uh Biff there, he was actually drunk. That was his actual tooth. Uh Timmy did give him some money to get his teeth fixed after this. Like as a choice, he was drunk or he's just a drunk and nah, he wanted to be drunk for the part. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just, Helen Hunt. Just like I do for my job, too. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Uh, this I'm is doing this on purpose. This is, yeah, this is a choice I made. You can't fire me. This was a choice. Um, what it would be like for a guy to be drunk in this office. Helen I've never Hunt. stood up for anything. The guy at the store said I'm the only guy he's ever seen pull it off. <laughs> There's going to be some changes around here. Uh, Helen Hunt. I hear you're the new assistant manager, so. Yeah, you know, it happens. Helen Hunt's won an Oscar, guys, for As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Uh, Greg Kinnear has a connection to this as well. He was in As Good As It Gets. He worked for Empire International, and this was his first uh, promotion job, uh, Trancers was which he also starred in as good as it gets with uh, Mrs. Helen Hunt there. And that's it, gentlemen. That's all I got. Not a lot out there. Uh, Do you guys have any final thoughts on transfers before we move into America's favorite game? Do you honestly feel like Jack Death was a good cop? It's no Mike Hammer. I think Jack Death is a cool cop. I'll take it. But not a good one. Yeah. I'm not saying he can do real 
detective work, but would I grab a beer with him? Hell yeah. Yeah, it's like Alex from Nemesis. He's not necessarily a good cop. He can just take a beating. Yeah. He can die and come back yeah. several times. 86.5, yeah. Nah, I don't really have. I mean. All right, well, let's try to uh, rate my letterbox. <laughs> rate my box. Rate me you want me to? You want me to go first, Danny? You want to go first? I right, you can go first if you'd like, Bones. I don't give a shit. All right, I'm gonna give. Uh, <laughs> this is not a real game. Fuck, who gives a shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking lose anyway. So fuck, I just got bit by the cat. God damn, fucker bit my toe. Sorry. <laughs> the fucking store cat slipped in here. All right, I'm writing the grid. I am There's giving a lot of them. A lot of store cats these days. <laughs> Giving Kron a 3.5. Dan, you're getting a 2.5. Gentlemen, the rating for Trancers from 1984 at the time of this review is a 3.1. I'm going to give... Bones a 1.5. I'm giving Kron a 2.0. I'm going to give you both a 2.0. Bones, expose those thighs, baby. Um. Yeah, this one was kind of tough a little bit because it's fucking bonkers in a good way, but it has so many of those like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I couldn't get past some of this stuff. Um, Obviously how the long second worked. <laughs> it, it, it was a real struggle on that second second one because the first one I'm like man this is just fucking lame <laughs> you know move the bullet move, do something I don't know um, because of this I'm, I'm just going right over the plate this is a 2.5 low and outside uh, transfers from 1984 guys it kind of reminded me of Nemesis, sort of, kind of, uh, a lot of questions. Well, that's because Tim Thomerson is in both of them. Well, yes, he is. Um, you were watching this one like, hey, where do I know that guy from? Oh, oh yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, Nemesis. Yeah, I knew. Uh, not so much of the high-octane action thrill ride. Uh, that I was expecting. Uh, this is a one point five for me, guys. Just like Nemesis, it just just didn't stick. Uh, I know it was seventy seven minutes, but at times it it felt like a regular ninety minute film. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hey guys, uh, high octane and pulse pounding comes in a lot of shapes and sizes, and maybe this didn't uh, do it for you, Dan, but it certainly did it for me. I mean, you see those uh, trancers get all ghoul-like, and they're swinging cleavers and jumping from counters. I mean, you're telling me you're not having fun with this thing? Was, there's some fun stuff. Uh, you know, I think... Tim Thomerson does a great job. This is his series, uh, his films. I will agree with Bones. This is bonkers in a fun way for a lot, a lot of the 77-minute runtime, <laughs> at least for a good 51 minutes. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I'll probably say that I, I think I did conflate this with part two in my mind, um, and I... I would actually like to go back and watch part two is and part, see if that's got all. Is it more fun than this one? Is it crazier? Part two is goofier okay. than part all right. one. All right. Um, so I would kind of like to go back and watch that one. Uh, I think I'm going to end up at a three on transfers. So you're dropping a point five. Yeah. Because I... If you if you look at my letterbox, yeah, yeah, but like I said, I do think I had kind of, you know, by the time letterbox came around and I was rating movies, I was probably like, oh yeah, transfers. That's got a like all this crazy stuff I remember, and I think I probably remembered a lot of transfers too. But still, I mean, three is a good score. (laughs) Like Dan gave this a one point five. I obviously like this more than both of you so yep shame on me for cheating i just when the first day when you revealed it and i pulled it up on letterbox i was like oh he did not take his uh 3.5 rating off of here mm-hmm. wow okay and that comes out to like a two average two point something it's gonna end up at a 2.33 average score from us that would put it at number 46 on the big list it would be right above nemesis with a 2.17 it would actually be tied right now at 2.33 with stage fright aquarius stage fright aquarius stage fright aquarius Absolutely, 100% trancers. <laughs> but Stage Fright Aquarius is what it will be, so trancers will end up at 46. As bonkers as trancers is, it does not have a, Mar- a Marilyn Monroe uh, saxophone player trip and fall. <laughs> That's true. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is like literally one minute out of 90 minutes though so if you compound it's got a dude with a suitcase full well, of tens the 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 impact of that joke is relative right so like gravity in stage right aquarius is stay the hell away from me this might be the most pathetic rate my letter box we've ever had Karan, you finished with a one. Bones finished with a point five. Dan did not 
score. Uh, Zero. Um, Told you, I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit. It's tough, man. Right. Goose egg. I, th- I uh, thought for sure, I was like, man, this is going to be just sort of weird enough for Dan to kind of tie into. I, I, yeah, I just, I got to revisit the fucking formula, man. Cool. I was excited to watch it. I really was. Yeah. I think you're still in the lead then, Kron, right? I think you've been in the lead. Uh, yeah, at the end of Trancers, the scores would be me, a 4.5, Bones, a 3, Dan, 2.5. Looks like I might be taking that B spot. Still anybody's game. Still Six early. movies left. All right. All right. That was Trancers from 1984, directed by Charles Band. It's free on Tubi. Uh, even with a 1.5, Dan would tell you to watch it yourself. Yeah. As always. Yeah. Go. You're entitled to your own opinion, not our expertise. Uh, let's see. I think that kind of, that, that wraps up this category. Yeah. That is, I think got, that it does. So we got uh, another. We got, yeah. We got one more game to play. I will <laughs> tell you, uh, High octane pulse pounding thrill ride. I did not anticipate becoming a um, sort of sci fi. Uh, you said sci fi. Well, no, I mean, specifically. As, I don't think I. I think we sort of changed it after. I don't know. In my mind, it wasn't like, oh, I want to watch three cyborg esque, like, cheap sci fi movies, you know? Like, <laughs> But I guess we, I guess coming off of like two other action categories, maybe we had to find a way to. We were all sort of subconsciously thinking, okay, so that's three movies down. At the end of each category, we like to play Mary Fuck Kill. Dan, I'd like you to to go first. I'm marrying Drive. I'm fucking Nemesis, and I'm killing Trancers. Cron. Uh, Mary Drive. That sounds like a good way to go, Dan. But I'm going to disagree on the second part. Fuck Trancers. Kill Nemesis. And then save its memory drive and <laughs> boot it back up again. Uh, I got to go with Dan. I'm going to marry the drive. I'm going to fuck Nemesis. and Sorry, Trancers. Brutal. It's it's it, hey, it's way it's it goes. It's life, motherfucker. Toby Wong was the was the most capable of any of our protagonists, and he sings karaoke. Yeah, but I mean, all he does is fight. He just runs and fights like it. There's no Dude. figuring anything out. Dude can run. Yeah, he sleeps for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does get tired. But hey, at least that's realistic, you know? Nemesis had a, that didn't have machine. Brittany Murphy, man. That's very true. Brittany Murphy, I think, is 50% of my score for fucking Drive. I mean, I really... I love what they do with her character. If you want to take fuck, you should probably take Drive for fuck. Because Brittany no, Murphy I'm, wants to fuck. 
I want that around forever. Yeah, you want to marry that dude. You want to lock that down. Mm-hmm. All right, Karan. Get us the fuck right. out of here. That wraps up high octane pulse pounding thrill ride. Uh, when we come back to the from the after shower segment, uh, we're going to be rolling. Dan's going to give us our next category. And uh, until then, only squids get tranced. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. We are here on an official after shower show. Everybody's nice and cleaned up from uh, all the trancers action that we just went through. Um, all right, Doink, how you doing? Um, it is time for a new category to get picked here, and I'm up. So, Kron has. Of course, random.org pulled up. And we're gonna we're gonna spin the wheel of fate and see what we get. Hopefully it's not, you know, kung fu action, sci-fi action, or action, action, action. Those are my three that I have left. Hopefully. But uh Kron, my numbers are twenty-one, twenty-three, twenty-six, and thirty. We are generating. 29's been done. 25's been done. Number 30, gentlemen. I'll tell you this much. 80's action. No, it's not. Damn it. Um, this category, gentlemen, is called Demanding Women. We all have some in our lives. So we know how it works out. But the gist of this category is it has to be directed by a woman. Whatever film you choose. Um, there is one rule. There is a giant blaring choice of a movie that is not allowed to be picked. That is directed by a woman that all of us love. Power of the Dog. I ain't no, watching Sam. that shit. No, Goddamn. It's pretty good, actually. You should watch Power of the Dog. It's, it's great. Okay. It's a great performance by uh, Mr. Listen, Cumberbatch. I'm going to apologize for what I said. It might have been a little hurtful to some of them soft people, if you know what I mean. But You're already going in the wrong direction. It's snowflakes, dude. Mm-hmm. Say what you want. <laughs> so we can't watch... Uh, point Break? No. You can't watch well, American Psycho. 
We can't. Yeah. That's a five star banger. I don't I can watch so. it whenever I want. Yes, yeah, it's, it's you're, this is America. You can watch it whenever you want, but we're not covering it. Hey Dan. Hey, yeah. I got the Blu-ray, dude. I'll put it on the night. If I yeah, want. I do. Have the, I got that Blu-ray too. You guys are fucking rich kids. I'll watch it with the director's commentary. Yeah, I think I got the Blu-ray too. It's a good movie. Uh, so yeah, that's the only one. I mean, if you really want to do Point, I mean, can't, Point Break's a five star. Yeah, that's what I'm. It's kind of floating right there. But she's American. the bummer is is the one that I would pick from her. You can't get. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to fucking plot it. Blue Steel or something? Or no, Blue Steel. Shit, maybe we'll watch Blue Steel. Um, <laughs> good night. No, that's actually a good fucking excuse to watch Blue Steel. Um, sorry, Dan, continue while I'm looking this up. Uh, now I'm interested in to see what I can't find because now I want to get it. Um, yeah. Strange Days. I thought I'd seen that on Netflix. It'll pop Maybe up. Maybe back in the day. Yeah. Looks like I've never seen that, only, though. Only on Amazon right now. Well, gentlemen, I will say with my pick, we are going to have to rent it. Um, and it's a little flick to that uh, features Mr. Guy Pierce. It's from 1999. It's a little movie called Ravenous. Directed by Antonia Bird. Dope. You are what you eat. It's a little bit of horror, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of cannibalism. You guys seen it before? Watched it with you, buddy. Did you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, right on. Cry? You don't you remember our old school Netflix guess, DVD nights? Guess it didn't leave an impression on Dan. <laughs> I've watched it quite a few times, so it was uh, uh Was that correct? I don't think I've ever seen this. Oh, right on. I knew Bones was like, yeah, that's going to be a movie that Dan brings to the podcast. So, absolutely. Um, I believe a fellow show weekly podcast massacre just recently covered. Oh, right on. Ravenous. But yeah, man. Uh, check out movies directed by women. You'd be surprised about uh, some of them. I'm like, oh shit. We did make a. I made this category because when we said Kim Hinkle directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, we we're like, oh, we get our first woman director. And we, hey guys. <laughs> Kim, how you doing? Man, I, I was riding a high there with Netflix, but it just yeah, it just dips. What's that expression? Uh, it's just like, like the, crack. The, blue, the bloom is off the rind or whatever oh it is. Oh, my God. I did not you pace myself. You still got the money, though, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you get the money, but, you know, I was looking forward to people coming, you know, and... I, we're gonna do a block party and social distance and all that, you know. Yeah, you were uh, you were really living high there for what three and a half days. It, it's insane. This algorithm. Everybody's talking about your movie, and then a podcast covers it two weeks later, and then nobody talks about your movie. 
Mm-hmm. We talked about it. I mean, well, we must be the real kiss of death. I'd cause... go into QT and people would wave, "Hey Kim, hey Kim," you know, and I I knew that they're going to be crushed ice. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, are they still talking so, to you about the the sequel? Or are you saying they stopped offering you crushed ice at QT because you're your movie's no longer in the limelight. Well, everybody's fighting over the crushed ice, but because I was Kim, people would get out of the way. Now people, because the crushed ice is right by the vanilla and the cherry little flavor shot. Mm-hmm. Right, so people it. are fighting over that. You hit twice, though. You don't hit it once, right? Well, well you, you got to layer it if you really <laughs> want to do it. It's like movie theater popcorn. You know, the okay. kid says you want butter in your popcorn. You say, yeah, half and half. And then they know. Well, they you told me the last time you were going there, like you were getting the, you know, the root 44 size and you were just alternating cherry shot, vanilla shot, cherry shot, vanilla shot until it was filled up to the tippy top. Yeah. I'd get a cup of that and then a cup of sweet tea. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need carbonation. I'm gassy enough yeah. as it is. So. That's way too many calories, mm-hmm. though. I but mean, now I've spent the Netflix money. I can't even get flavor shots. Mm-hmm. So, wait a I'm minute. You've me. already spent all of your Netflix money. Well, yeah. I didn't really do anything before the Netflix deal. <laughs> what? What did you buy? Yeah, I had a lot of a lot of bills, buddy. <laughs> Sounds like you at least got yourself a. Uh, you're starting anew, you know? Let's just say the, the truck had almost backed up to the house to tow it away, if you know what I mean. So. Sure. Can now I just. Hopefully I can make it. Well, it's not, a, it's not an insult down here. A lot of people do. <laughs> you know, you, one of the biggest. Co- you got to be making money off the original, man. Well, yeah, but I mean, it keeps you afloat, but it don't keep you in tea. Hey, don't don't bury the lead. It sounds like we're talking to trailer owner Kim Hinkle, not not Renner anymore. Did you did you buy the the cinder blocks and put a foundation on it? Listen, I don't be I don't want to be rude, but I'm running out of AOL minutes, so I need to hop off here. So I gotta Shit. I gotta I gotta conserve them now. So all right, Kim. Okay, so. Thank you for stopping by. Um, Thanks. Bye. Love that guy. I love when he shows up. It's fucking so wholesome. Mm -hmm. Just a humble, wholesome guy. All right. So, uh, yeah, I looked. I can't. We don't even have Strange Land in the store. Or Strange Days. I'm sorry. Of course we've got Strange Land. We've got Strange Land. Land, Okay. We got no no, no Strange Days, so we won't be watching that. Was that directed by a woman? Strangeland? Yeah. No, no. This is the first film that we have that's going to be directed by a woman, guys. No, it's not. What's the other one? Oh, Slumber Party Massacre. Party Massacre. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's right. Fuck my ass. I, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. That's right. God damn it. All right. I wrote, wrote about it. Bye. But yeah, guys, that is um, that's what we're doing next. Like I said, you guys got to buy it. Sorry, 
You don't have I have to buy, to buy it. it. You can rent it. It's the Blu-ray is eleven bucks, I think, on Amazon. So it's up to you. But it's three ninety nine to rent on uh, your platforms. There, my platform is Tubi. And you won't find it there. It was actually on, uh, I think it came out on Shudder uh, late last year, I think. Streaming. And I was like, fuck. But yeah, Guy Pierce, Jeffrey Jones, I believe, uh, David Arquette. Robert Carlyle. Yeah, Robert Carlyle. He's a little freak in this one. Boris Karloff. Nobody's ever heard of that guy. The actual mummy. <laughs> Never heard of her. But yeah, guys, demanding women start to think of the uh, category that is uh, dealt. I want to see some good shit here. All right. I'm going to pick, pick American Psycho, dude. <laughs> You'd pick American Psycho, too. You're, you're going to get whatever these women decide to give us because they're independent, they've made said decision, and you're going to enjoy it. These when women I said, have, have earned, earned their lot. When I said demanding women, did you guys get scared? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I got bricked up, dude. I'm afraid of most women. <laughs> I think I'm scared of all women. You add demanding on top of that, and I fucking coil up like a roly-poly. <laughs> I got hard as hell, dude. <laughs> You've already been tell, canceled, Cron. Tell me how disappointed you are in me. <laughs> yeah, we know what you're smiling about. Yeah, you're tapping in right now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the Five Day Rentals podcast, uh, join us next week for Ravenous 1999, directed by Antonia Bird for our first selection in Demanding Women. Also, get out there and vote for us uh, on Twitter in the, what the hell is it called, Bones? Uh, indie pod bracket. So we'll see if we made it to the second round. If we did, you know, hook us up. And then also, uh, whenever you hear this, the week after that, we'll be covering the Northman. Two so day rental. Get your ass to the theater. Uh, and check us out on horror drafts. Uh, yeah, or, that'll be coming up soon. Well, yeah. I think. Cut, cut that if we're not supposed to say that. <laughs> it's it's going to be a big surprise. Yeah, anyway, we'll we got we, we to go. We're going to fuck up the ratio of <laughs> movie, movie to movie. Yes. All right, folks. Like I said, join us next week. As always... You should see me bake a cake. I love you. Crash and burn.